This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. Visit toyota.com rav4hybrid to find out more. This is thedetroitbureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It's been a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on thedetroitbureau.com. Let's start with some stock market news. Rivian launched an IPO and investors lined up for shares. The EV truck maker closed its first day of trading up by nearly a third. That put its market value at close to $100 billion, more than General Motors is worth. That could mean billions in profits, Rivian's biggest investor, Ford. It also could mean a lot of capital for the startup to expand its EV product portfolio. And it'll need the cash. A new study by Reuters estimates the auto industry will spend a combined $515 billion to switch from internal combustion power to electric by the end of the decade. Volkswagen has so far laid out the most aggressive spending plan of more than $100 billion. Speaking of stock, Tesla CEO Elon Musk this week said he'd sell off about $5 billion of his personal shares. Musk had asked Twitter fans to vote on the proposed sale, and he claims he simply went along with what they demanded. In reality, Musk is facing a hefty $15 billion tax bill this coming year and may also have to pay back some of the loans he's taken out. The EV market has been growing rapidly, and President Biden's new infrastructure bill should help set up a nationwide charging network. Now the industry must address another challenge, the need to speed up charging. Ford and Purdue University may have an answer. They announced new technology that could let a battery electric vehicle charge up nearly as fast as you can fill a gas tank. The system could be ready for use by mid-decade. The number of EVs coming to market by the end of 2022 will quadruple what's now available. And we got a first look at several new models, including the Kia EV9 SUV and the smaller Subaru Solterra. The latter model was developed as part of a joint venture with Toyota. The industry giant is showing off its own model, the BZ4X, at the LA Auto Show this week. Showgoers will also get a look at the new Acura Integra prototype. The five-door revives a once-popular nameplate and will go back into production as a 2023 model. Then there's the first SUV from Lotus, the British automaker that's also shifting to electric power. Two hybrids took home trophies this week. The Ford Maverick named Green Truck of the Year, with the Toyota Senna named the Family Green Car of the Year. Finally, the United Auto Workers Union can't shake free from scandal. Former official Tim Edmonds was accused by federal prosecutors of embezzling $2 million, using much of it to gamble. And new UAW President Ray Curry has been hit with his own ethics charge, involving the use of $2,000 in tickets to a championship college football game. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. Now for the week's top story, here's Joe Sesney. Thank you, Paul. Startup EV maker Rivian made a big splash on Wall Street this week. The company's initial public offering exceeded expectations from the opening bell as the stock soared past the starting price set by underwriters of $78 per share. Flying past $100 per share out of the gate, it peaked at just under $120 in midday trading. Ultimately, it fell back to earth a bit, closing at just under $99 a share. At the end of the first day as a public company, Rivian was more valuable than GM or Ford, both of which have been building vehicles for more than 100 years. 
Conversely, Rivian produced its first customer-ready electric pickup less than two months ago. The successful launch netted Rivian nearly $12 billion to help fund things like its second factory or new vehicle development. Rivian's begun building an electric pickup truck at its factory in Normal, Illinois, and is promising to deliver its first battery electric SUV by the end of the year. It also has an order for thousands of electric delivery vans from Amazon, which is one of its biggest investors, along with T. Rowe Price and Cox Automotive. The list of investors also includes, ironically, Ford, which stands to make a handsome multi-billion dollar profit from its Rivian shares, money it will undoubtedly use to further its own EV development. That's this week's top story. Now let's go to Larry Prince, who has this week's review. Thanks, Joe. Chevrolet resurrected the Trailblazer name for 2021, plastering it on a subcompact crossover that's a kissing cousin to the similar Buick Encore GX. Both are built in South Korea. All new last year, changes for 2022 are minimal. A heated steering wheel is standard on upper trim levels, while dealer-installed roof rack rails and a trailering package are now optional. The Trailblazer's small size belies its interior space, which is far roomier than you'd expect. There's more than 25 cubic feet of cargo space and 54.4 cubic feet with the rear seats folded. And its front passenger seat folds as well, so you can carry your kayak inside. As for its ambiance, the cabin is awash in pleasingly textured black plastics, although its design is charmlessly functional. Trailblazers come with a 137-horsepower turbocharged 1.2-liter three-cylinder engine, or an optional 155-horsepower 1.3-liter turbocharged three-cylinder engine. Front-wheel drive is standard with either power plant. Adding all-wheel drive gets you the larger engine and a nine-speed automatic rather than the standard CVT transmission. While its small size makes it maneuverable, it's not sporty, delivering a harsh ride typical of this class. There's also a fair bit of road and tire noise and far too much engine vibration. But the Trailblazer makes up for it with responsive power around town and its speed. The Trailblazer is a modestly styled, modestly sized, modestly performing crossover that makes for a modest daily driver. But be sure to compare it against the mechanically identical Buick Encore GX before you decide to pop for one. That's this week's review. And now, Mike Strong will look at what's coming in the week ahead. Thanks, Larry. Last week was the calm, which means this week must be the storm. The first rumblings come on Tuesday. That's when we can tell you about our experiences behind the wheel of the newest variant of the BMW 2 Series. While BMWs are cool, the storm comes Wednesday in the form of the LA Auto Show. The media portion of the program, called Automobility LA, features a compelling mix of traditional automakers like Hyundai, Kia, Subaru, and Ford, mixed with upstarts like EV maker Fisker and Vietnam's VinFast. You're guaranteed to hear plenty about battery electric and fuel cell vehicles, electric batteries, and other technologies. Who knows, there may even be a few unconventional personal mobility vehicles that crawl, float, or fly, but still get parked in your garage at the end of the day. The newest offerings from the auto companies may not even be the biggest thing going this week, as President Joe Biden travels to Detroit to tour GM's newest plant, Factory Zero. The site is the epicenter of the company's production of electric vehicles, which are a critical part of Biden's infrastructure plans. During a previous visit, Biden managed to climb behind the wheel of Ford's F-150 Lightning. 
so it's hard not to imagine GM won't extend him the same opportunity with the Hummer. That's just some of what's coming this week, and we'll cover it and more at thedetroitbureau.com. Now let's go back to Larry to check out what happened this week in automotive history. Larry? Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with This Week in Automotive History. This week in 1926, U.S. Route 66 is established, running 2,448 miles from Chicago, Illinois to Santa Monica, California. It's officially removed from the U.S. highway system in 1985, as much of it is replaced by interstates. In 1953, Kaiser Fraser Corporation sells its Willow Run factory to General Motors. Cars GM would build there include the Chevrolet Corvair, Nova, Caprice, and Citation. Willow Run is built by Ford in 1941 as a bomber plant. Kaiser takes over the facility after World War II. In 1957, the first Trabant is built in East Germany. Named the P-50, it has a two-cylinder engine that produces a meager 18 horsepower. Its poorly made body is built out of a plastic resin composed of formica, bakelite, and reinforced with fiberglass. The jokes soon follow, such as, when does the Trabant reach its top speed? Answer, when it's towed away. 31 years ago, in 1989, Jaguar becomes a subsidiary of Ford Motor Company after Ford acquires it for $2.38 billion, nearly twice Jaguar's market value. Ford justifies its valuation by saying it intends to dramatically increase the company's production to battle BMW and Mercedes-Benz. Nearly 10 years later, Ford sells both Jaguar and Land Rover to India's Tata Motors for $2.3 billion. Nine years later, in 1998, Daimler completes a merger with Chrysler to form Daimler Chrysler. The so-called merger of equals lasts until 2007, when Daimler agrees to sell Chrysler to Cerberus Capital Management for $6 billion. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry, and that's it for now. You've been listening to TheDetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein.